Hello, and welcome to the Viva podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you for joining us today. Hope you're having a good day so far. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It's very rainy here currently as we're recording this. So I'm hoping that everyone who's listening currently has better weather and you're not getting wet as you are walking to wherever you are walking, listening to this, or that you're inside if the weather is bad. Either way. Right. So we're going to talk today about relationships, but maybe not in the way that you would think. We're going to talk about prioritizing your non-romantic relationships and why that's important and a little bit of background on what the controversy with that is. Um, Because, yeah, I think this is kind of a loaded topic for a lot of people, which like it really shouldn't be. Why do you think it's loaded, Rachel? Well, (laughs) I think it's loaded because our society really pushes us to prioritize romantic relationships. Um, I could get into the weeds of why that is, but that's not the point of this conversation. But I think there's a lot of messages and people can probably agree that there are a lot of messages about that the person that you choose to be in a romantic partnership with is like the be all and end all. And they're supposed to fulfill all of your needs and be the ultimate priority all the time, no matter what. And I'm thinking of rom-coms, like I'm kind of blaming rom-coms for this, but it's just everywhere. And in reality, that's just not how it usually ends up being in life. Um, Yeah, that's actually a lot of pressure to put on your romantic relationship. Maybe we should start there about why that's not realistic. Um, Because yeah, that's a lot of pressure for your romantic relationship. Right. Well, and I was just going to say, I disagree with you in that. It, that's not how it ends up a lot because that is how it ends up a lot. Oh, no, no, no. Not that like, that's not what happens, but it's like, that's in reality, people aren't necessarily satisfied by that. Right. Like it doesn't, it, that's how it goes in theory. And that's what people try to do, but like, it doesn't end up, I don't think it usually ends up fulfilling a lot of people. Right. Even though it's supposed to, which actually, if you think about it, could really lead to a lot of dissatisfaction if you're always mm-hmm. thinking like it should and then it doesn't um yeah that's not great right so what are your thoughts on that what do you think what what's your beef with that whole situation I mean I think like obviously I don't know do you agree that maybe maybe I'm wrong maybe most people are really satisfied by that and I'm just like crazy in my thinking there um <clears throat> do I think that most people are satisfied by prioritizing the romantic relationships? Yeah. Like that it should be the be all and end all. And therefore life is good. As long as you have that. I don't know. I I think it's a hard question because I think that by virtue of what I do, what you do for a living, we're kind of a biased sample size (laughs) uh, in terms of determining like what works for people, Um, especially with respect to relationships, because most people, if you're coming to therapy, for instance, about some relationship, you're already dissatisfied with it um, for the most part. So I don't know. I think that most, uh, there probably is a sizable part of the population that is satisfied 
uh, are satisfied enough with prioritizing their romantic relationship. Otherwise, perhaps this paradigm would not persist. Um, yeah, I, actually, I'm gonna interrupt you because I already don't even like how this is going in the sense of like, I hear people shouting. It's not that you're not prioritizing or that you shouldn't prioritize your romantic relationships, right? Like obviously if you've committed to a partner, they should be a priority to you. I don't know how you sustain a relationship without that. I think what ends up happening is that it's this idea that like, no matter what, your romantic relationship has to be number one. And that's where you go first. Like, if you want to do something fun, you're supposed to ask your partner first. If you want to take a trip, like it's supposed to be with your partner. If you need to confide in someone, it's supposed to be your partner. And like, they're supposed to be like, you go there. And then anyone else is almost just like a bonus, which I feel like is the part that puts a lot of pressure on like one relationship to be everything and anything, at least first, which I feel like is how a lot of people view it thanks to rom-coms. That's what I'm blaming. I know it's more complex than that, but go with it. But isn't that prioritizing the romantic partner? I don't know. I feel it differently because like, to me, I prioritize, like me personally, I prioritize a lot of relationships. It just, I guess, always first priority. Is that like a way to differentiate? Like that people, you should always make your romantic relationships or so they say your first priority, whereas like, that's where Mm -hmm. I disagree. Yeah, because I mean, like, that's, I mean, I I think that that's what the language of priority, prioritizing gets at, is like something is first. Which, but in reality, like, shouldn't it be circumstantial, which, what is first, as opposed to like a hard and fast rule? It seems like that's your theory. That's my theory. (laughs) Like, that's wrong, though, right? Like, people don't view it that way, that it, it's the default vibe a lot of people I feel like go into with is that it should always be first. Right. What are your Which, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because, um, like, personally, that's not my jam. Uh, however, I will also say that the, that actually does make a lot of logical sense. And that if, well, especially if you're in a pretty conventional relationship, meaning long-term partners, permanent partners, living together, et cetera, because there's a direct impact more so on that person based on all the choices that you make. And so it kind of makes sense that you would think of that person first. In all circumstances. In most circumstances. What would be the exception, do you think? Like, it would be like momentary. Hmm. So like, uh, obviously, if like a, a good friend, and I'm not saying this is my belief system, I'm just doing a bit of a thought experiment here. Um, but like, for instance, if uh, like a good friend was injured or needed like extra support somehow, it would make sense to prioritize that over like spending time with your live-in partner for like the night or two nights or whatever. Sure. Right. <clears throat> So it kind of make to me, it does make logical sense in one way that you would prioritize, especially a live-in partner in a particular way. And I think most people do that no matter what, no matter how they would describe how they prioritize relationships. <laughs> uh, and so there's that. 
but then on the other hand, it's like maybe my my own viewpoint is that like every person should decide for themselves what is the most important relationship um, and how they want to define or prioritize relationships instead of there being a default assumption that this one person who you just you've decided to like share your life with in a particular way is always most important. Yeah. I feel like I, there's going to be a lot of people who are like mad about this. Okay. Good for them. So I'm, so I'm thinking of like all the rebuttals, you know, that Mm -hmm. people are now screaming at their, I was going to say radios. This is not (laughs) at their phones. I feel like, and I'm going to say like why I think it's problematic when you get into this mindset of like your romantic partner is always defaulted to number one is that it is just, I'm going back to the whole idea of the pressure on the relationship. It is a lot to ask for one person to fulfill every social need you have. Right. And I don't mean social, just like in socialization in terms of like going to fun things. I mean, like, it's a lot to ask one person to be your confidant, to be your partner for physical intimacy, to be your like nights out partner or partner for like every activity you find fun for them to be, you know, present with you, like always your plus one. I'm thinking of like anything that you would rely on that person for. Like, it's just a lot to ask of someone. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I feel like out of the context, like if you were to say to somebody, Hey, like you're going to be this person's go-to for like all of these things and like list all the things we rely on other people for. I feel like that would really overwhelm a lot of people in theory without kind of putting the context. Oh, by the way, this is like your spouse. And then, then I feel like people go, Oh, I guess, well, then I have to, mm-hmm. but when you break it down, it just feels like so much to ask of somebody. And I wonder, obviously I've never done like an actual experiment on this, but I wonder how much conflict that actually contributes to. And I feel like it's a lot. Probably a fair amount. Yeah. Right. And I wonder if lightening that load a little bit would make your romantic relationship, whether it's your number one priority or not, just better and less full of conflict um, and maybe less of like a pressure cooker feeling. Mm-hmm. Cause I yeah. just, I just, that one person can't be everything for you. Like, I'm just imagining like something like a simple scenario of like, what if you come home with like a really awful day and your partner came home with a really awful day and you like need to talk to somebody and your partner's like, no, I had an awful day. I need you to leave me alone because I just need to decompress mm-hmm. who wins there. Mm-hmm. No one. <laughs> I feel like I mean, the everyone has lost. Yeah. Right. Everyone yeah, yeah. versus if there was another person in this equation like a friend or a family member that you could go to and then maybe confide in your partner later I just feel mm-hmm. like everyone's needs get met if you open yourself up to the idea that your romantic partner doesn't have to be everything and anything at every moment of the day I don't know do you agree is that is that valid yeah, I think that's valid. I, I think that it's um, it it does put a lot of pressure on relationships, and I think that, you know, I would argue that most therapists, most mental health professionals, sort of deal with this conflict at some point uh, in their careers, whether they work with couples or individuals, is just that tension of, you know, people being dissatisfied with 
something their partner is or isn't doing. And it is because, you know, no reasonably no one person can provide everything. Um, just like on a general human level, like capacity is just limited. Um, but then on a more specific individual level, it's like not everyone is good at everything. And so there are going to be some people who even, you know, the person you choose to spend your, the rest of your life with that, like, they may be really good at, um, I don't know, like acts of service um, and doing things, but maybe less good about, you know, providing emotional support in the way that you need it. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, well, if you're, if you're, hoping and expecting that one person to be your everything, then you're basically signing yourself up for a life of feeling emotionally neglected completely um, because they don't really deliver support in the way that is best for you. So you're always kind of feeling like, oh, I don't have support, which is doesn't have to be true, right? right? You can get the support that that person can provide, but you can also have support from other people who might be better suited to give you the kind of support that is most effective and helpful for you. Yeah. I think that's a really good point that not everyone is good at everything mm-hmm. because it also, I feel like it applies to so many other things, right? Like let's say you're really big on like live music, right? You like going to concerts, seeing different bands, and that's just something you really enjoy. And you have a partner who maybe likes it, but not to the degree you do. Mm-hmm. Maybe wants to go like, every few months, whereas you'd go like on a weekly basis, there's a fight right there. Yeah. And that seems like a, such a strange reason to potentially create this like larger issue in a relationship. It's so basic, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, here's something we have in common, but maybe not to the same degree. And I'm just envisioning and both because I've seen this personally and professionally, like all the ways that that fight over how often to go to a concert can blow up into other things that then damage the soul of the relationship. Right. And, I, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, because I think the problem obviously comes from the expectation, but also from when that turns into a story right about like about the relationship or the other person like oh this person doesn't care doesn't really care about the things I like right or they don't really care about spending time with me and that breeds resentment which is bad bad sign right yeah right and I just think of how easy the fix would be Mm -hmm. to be able to say okay you come when you want to but otherwise I'm going to go with my friend. Right. And I feel like on the surface, a lot of people are like, well, yeah, of course. Like I go to things with my friends without my significant other all the time. But my question would be, is that your first plan or is that the default after like, there's a whole conversation about why your significant other isn't coming? Cause those right. are the end result might be the same, but I feel like those are very different situations. Totally. And it was also, you know, cause maybe we're poking at people today. Um, <laughs> I feel like we are. But, yeah. Like it also like brought up this question for me, like, is there a situation or is there a time in which you would absolutely prioritize a friend over your partner? That's a good one. <laughs> 
right? That's, that's the question, like the natural question that comes up for me. And so is it one is, does that actually exist for anyone? And then two, like hypothetically, what would that be? Is it just when your friend is like, you know, in a tragic accident <laughs> or are there other circumstances in which that would be socially acceptable or appropriate? I don't right. know. Well, like your, I can't think of one. Well, I was going to say like, what are your thoughts? And I know, I guess maybe do both. Like what are, we'll do our personal views and then what we think like most people do. Like, do you think that that's quote unquote acceptable couple behavior for a lot of people? To have instances in where they, which they prioritize the friend over the partner. Yeah. No, I don't think that's acceptable. Why do you think, like, why is that so unacceptable? Because I think most people, (laughs) I think that most people roll with the idea that the romantic partner is the most important person and should always come first, regardless of anything else. I would agree with that. But now I'm going to, of course, I'm going to ask you because I kind of know, what do you actually think about that? I mean, I don't know what I think because I can't think of a situation in which like that would actually be true aside from an obvious emergency. (laughs) Where like that would be okay? Yeah. Like, I don't think that anyone, I don't think there is a situation. For you personally or like the world? I think for anyone. Huh. Like, I think people would like to think there is, but I don't think there actually is. That's my theory. In social settings also? What do you mean social settings? So like in the sense of like, let's say I'm a, I'm, we're going with concerts. I don't know okay. why this is a live music kind of day, but let's say somebody, there's a group, you know what? I'm even going to just actually, yeah, that, that's not a good personal example. So I'll just use like a fake one. Okay. So let's just say, I don't know what's Harry Styles is like at MS, it's Madison Square Garden a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. People are really mad about the feathers, by the way. Like, oh, I did not. I don't know about the feathers. Yeah, apparently, like, people are wearing boas. I don't really know much about Harry Styles. Oh, and like, they're leaking every feather. Yeah, everywhere. like, apparently boas are a thing. And, like, the yeah. MSG and the Madison Square Garden workers are, like, really upset that they have to clean up all these feathers. And I just felt really bad because that must be a lot. And apparently this is going on for, like, 15 straight nights. That makes sense. So, I'm um, just, I just felt bad. Anyway, we'll go with Harry Styles, right? Let's okay. say you're in a relationship there. You got two Harry Styles tickets. Let's say someone gifted them to you, right? It wasn't even something you intentionally sought out and you have two tickets and your partner likes Harry Styles and they could go with you. But like a friend of yours is a huge Harry Styles fan, mm-hmm. arguably a bigger Harry Styles fan. And mm-hmm. like, let's say that's something that's been part of your friendship. You've shared it together, all of that. Would you not give the ticket to your friend? No, I, I, I don't actually think so i think every person asked that would ask their partner first everyone everyone all right so you know what i have to bring up then like you and i have to get personal now okay well and for the rest of the world jerrell and i often go to yankees games Mm -hmm. maybe this i feel like i know what your answer is going to (laughs) be but However, like my husband is not invited to the Yankees games. We actually don't love when like, like we're happy to have people attend on like guest appearances, right? Like they guest <laughs> right. star. Not a series Yankees regular. With us. Yeah. They're guest stars, but they're not recurring stars and they're definitely not series regulars. Mm-hmm. And that's intentional. Mm-hmm. And I will put out the disclaimer that I feel like is Jarrell's answer other than calling me weird 
is that like my husband's fine with that because he doesn't want to go to the Yankee Stadium in 90 degree weather. Also true. But even if he did, I feel like that's our thing. Like we've established that. And I'm like, no, like, again, you may guest star, but you may not be a series regular. Mm -hmm. And like that, I would be offended if someone was like, no, I must go to the Yankees game. No, you mustn't. But what you're saying to me is that I'm weird. Is that the moral of the story? I'm strange. Yes. I am an anomaly. Yes. That makes me sad. <laughs> like, I know it's not the norm. Not that I'm weird. <laughs> like, I know that's not the norm. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like, you know, like, family feud style, like, you survey 100 people. Right. I would guess that majority are saying they ask their partner first to go to the Feather concert of Harry, St- Harry Styles. Right. However, you don't think I could get, like, at least a 30% going on? I really don't. Wow. I think it, unless, well, I think the good thing about your example is that like, and maybe this is a difference is that there's like an explicit, like uh, established structure about something specific. Hmm. Um, I think that's probably the one exception, but I think generally if it's not like, Oh, you know, I don't know. Going with the thread of concerts, you know, in sync, Backstreet Boys are on some tour. Also, I also like that you threw it back to the '90s because I tried really hard yeah. to get it like current today. Yeah, yeah. That was a um, so. I mean, also Justin Timberlake's never performing with NSYNC again. But anyway, right. Um, <laughs> kind of salty about that, but we'll move on. That like, say that happens, right? And then like your like you and a good friend have it well established that like boy bands in the late nineties, early two thousands was like your jam. Like you reminisce about that from time to time. You've explicitly said, Oh, if they ever come back, we should go. Like that is a specific situation in which I think people would prioritize the friend over a partner who would just like incidentally be the go-to person to tag along. Hmm. Um, but outside of that, no, I don't think you get 30% of people who would say, I would absolutely make the choice to prioritize the, the friend over the partner. I think they would always speak to the partner first, not necessarily for permission, but even just like a temperature check. Like, I don't think people would make a plan with, especially like, I don't know, uh, uh, make a specific plan without like consultation. So I think that's just like the norm. So you you really don't think I'm getting to like 30%. Do you think I'm getting to 20? Maybe. And again, like, I think that's a fair point that you're saying of that. There are, I'm gonna back up a little bit. I think yeah. there are some things that it's fine to default to your partner, mm-hmm. but either because they're your partner or could like based on a relationship, right? Like, or the specific relationship. So I'm going to, I don't think my husband listens to these podcasts anymore. So I'm going to call him out <laughs> again as an example. We watch, cause we're very cool people. Wheel of fortune, like every night over dinner. And we've had several conversations about how he <laughs> would like never forgive me if I won a trip and did not invite him. Like he was not my plus one on this free Caribbean vacation. Um, if think- you were on wheel of fortune. Yes, if I was on Wheel of Fortune. Right. Sorry, I missed the part where I play and always win. Right. So when I win the prize puzzle, as per usual, mm-hmm. if I brought someone else on the trip that I won other than him, he's like, no, that's not okay. Like, that's a huge party foul mm-hmm. in the relationship world. 
So I, and so a little bit of that is mm-hmm. like us because travel is something that is important to us and we do. And like a lot of our personal memories are surrounded around uh, vacations. That being said, I feel like that there are some like couple niche things, right? Like plus one to wedding. Maybe that defaults to your partner before you invite a friend. Um, vacations, right? Like if you're like, I want to go to a Caribbean island, like maybe if it's just kind of this generic vacation without anything like specific, you check in with your partner. But even it just, I think that's the piece that makes me sad. Like if you know something is specific to a close friend or yours or family member that is important to them or more important or significant than it is to your partner, that you still have to double back on the partner versus just- Hi, other person in my life, you love Harry Styles and Feather Boas, you first. Yeah, um, but I, I kind of think you're making the point, my point, that even though I do think it's true that even though something specific, it's something specific, a lot of people would still check in with their partner first. Yeah, I think that's the part that yeah. makes me sad. Okay, so yeah. I want to talk about now why maybe we should rethink that a little bit. <laughs> right. Um, okay. I'm gonna put the disclaimer out to placate all the screaming people that if something works for you, it works for you. Right. We're talking generally. So like, right. don't come at me with your specific examples of all of this, like, and how you've been married for 52 million years doing exactly the opposite of what I'm saying. I hear you. That's awesome. Congrats. We're speaking generally both from a, I think, personal and professional standpoint, hmm. but mostly from what we've seen from people either indirectly in couples therapy or people just discussing themes and patterns and conflicts in their relationship. Right. So it's a couple of problems with this other than that. Like, I feel very bad for the friend who you're not inviting to Harry Styles. Like I want to give them a hug because you know, and part of that I think is actually part of the point. I would be devastated. Like I'm coming in here admittedly with like only child energy and some things are just like mine. Like if Jarrell ever got Yankees tickets and I'm thinking like, especially to a postseason game and did not bring me, we're not speaking. Like this is the end of the podcast and even no longer ceases to exist. Like we're done. Like I'm stealing it and moving to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, because that to me is just like, that's just a very, that's just a knife like in the heart or the back or wherever it's worse to stab somebody with a knife but that's just that's like it would be sad I don't know I feel really bad for the friend so there's that you might be harming your relationships by continuously giving them the message that they're second or third or fourth or fifth and if that relationship is important to you especially if you're considering somebody a best friend or like a sister literally your sister for example I just feel like there's a certain trade-off to always saying that they're second or third. Mm-hmm. You can only expect so much back if you're continuously not prioritizing them regardless of circumstances. And again, you might be fine with that, but I would venture to guess that if somebody, most people really sat down and thought about it, I don't think that that would feel really good. And so I put that out there to say, how much do you value your non-romantic relationships and are you treating them as such, right? Like if you have a really expensive piece of jewelry, hopefully you treat it better than like your $5 snap bracelet. Do people still wear snap bracelets? Did I just- Probably not. I'm going to have no idea what I'm talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 
Okay. Do kids know what I'm talking about? And by like kids, I mean people younger than us, but probably not. Okay. They're cheap bracelets. (laughs) Google it. It was a very violent, very cheap toy we used to play with. Cause like, man, yeah. were those things not safe. I no. don't understand why that was ever. It was very okay. strange. It was really strange. It was basically a bracelet you literally slapped onto your wrist and like it hurt. Um, but edges were also very sharp. Anyway, you wouldn't treat it like that. You would treat it like the valuable piece of jewelry that it is. And so my question to you is, are you treating your closest friendships or relationships with family members like snap bracelets when you really think of them as like platinum gold diamond earrings? Because if you think of them that way, maybe you should treat them like platinum gold diamond earrings. And part of that, I feel like has to be sometimes they are the priority in various situations. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Yeah. With that. You you don't think I can't find 30% of people that's taken their friend to the Harry Styles concert. <laughs> maybe, so. maybe I'm being cynical. <clears throat> but yeah, I I generally agree with what you just said. Yeah. I think <laughs> that go ahead. I was I was just gonna just offer the other thing I would say also is that there are more single people than ever, and not everyone desires a romantic relationship. So you're also, you know, for those people in your life, maybe who aren't partner, partnered or are single or not interested in relationships, it is interesting. I think it's worth considering to what extent um, are you prioritizing or deprioritizing those people based on your belief that people who are partnered or coupled um, are more valuable. Um, because that is, I think that's also a part of this, the psyche of, I don't think it's just America, but I live in America. Um, Part of the psyche of how we think about relationships as well. And I think by extension, a lot of people deprioritize relationships with their single or unpartnered friends if they are coupled themselves. Um, So that's just something to think about, like a little bit of a deep cut for more reflection moving forward too. Yeah. Can I go darker? Sure. And this doesn't just apply to romantic relationships, but I think just the premise of having someone be your everything. Mm -hmm. Relationships end. For sure. Actually, if you want to go really dark, every relationship you have will end eventually. Yes. Because even if you don't dissolve the relationship, someone will die. Yeah. That was dark, right? Like, But the, the, the reality of the situation, right? Well, and also I just saw some i can't can't like, share a really de- devastating story right now no 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 no. very quick thing that. like it was a quick stat like i can't recount the study but they basic it basically said that like um platonic relationships are far more stable than romantic ones well they are right right, like, I right. Feel like we have anecdotal, anecdotal reference to yeah. that but yeah there's some support there that like well chances are the platonic relationships you have are going to be more stable over time than whatever romantic relationship we're talking about Yes. Mm-hmm. I also just feel like, I don't want to say it's like, it's facts, but like it is facts because just look at people, like you said, anecdotal evidence, just look at the at people who have long-term partnerships and then also longer term friendships, right? Mm-hmm. It's just easier. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say you can't be married or partnered for the rest of your life. You can, it just, there's more 
there's more to lose, right? It's more, it's more of a risk. Like you're gambling more because it's just more volatile. And I don't mean that mm-hmm. like in a bad way. It just, mm-hmm. there's just a lot more ways that your romantic partnership can go awry yeah. versus like a friendship, even a close friendship or especially a family member. Like, yeah. you know, I'm thinking of siblings, man, you grew up together. Like there's a lot's got to happen for that to completely just like fall to crap. Right. And either way, like let's let me, I'm not even going to comment on people's relationships and say, that like, oh, your partnership is definitely going to end because that's what romantic relationships do, whatever this is, the statistics are on that. However, people pass. Mm-hmm. And that just happens. And, I, and not to say that you need to live your life like preparing for everyone in your life to die suddenly because like what a terrible way to live. Mm-hmm. However, I also think though that... <laughs> What happens if your partner is your only source of social support and then for whatever reason, they're not there anymore? Right. That doesn't sound great. What happens if you're going through an issue with your partner? Who do you turn to? Mm -hmm. What if your partner goes on vacation (laughs) and you want to, or a work trip Mm -hmm. or, and you want to do something like, it just feels like the phrase it takes a village is often utilized to describe like raising children and I just feel like it should apply to everything in life like it's right like like our it, well-being takes yeah a village. like it takes a village to be a person yeah and so why would you not want to I guess reinforce that mm-hmm. right create that maintain that Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's something that you would want to have that like safety net for. I don't know. Yeah. So just food for thought on that, right? Like, you know, the summary is maybe you work really well with this idea of prioritizing your relationships. Um, Your romantic relationships is number one always. And you know what, if that works for you, cool. Like happy to hear it, but maybe just something to think about if, I don't know. It's just something that perhaps is food for thought, right? Just maybe something else to consider. Right. And that's kind of where we'll end is that maybe it's not beneficial, even if society tells us that that's what we're supposed to be doing. Right. So on that note, thank you for joining us. New episodes every other Wednesday. We hope you will tune in again. Please rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend, and otherwise have a good rest of your day. Bye.